Today's scripture reading is Acts 1, 6-14. I am reading through uh, in the, the New Revised Version. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom of Israel? He replied, It is not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has set by his authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all of Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going, and they were gazing up toward heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood, be, stood by them. They said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will come the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey away. When they had entered the city and they went to the rooms upstairs where they were staying, Peter and John and James, and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, the son of James. All these were constantly devoting themselves to prayer, together with certain women, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, as well as his brothers. This text today is about Jesus' last few moments here on earth. Excuse me, I'm fixing my thing here. <laughs> New toys, you know, they get kind of... <laughs> Let me start over. Uh, this text today is about Jesus' last few moments on earth. And he commissions his followers. And he says, listen, you're going to go out, you're going to go to Jerusalem, you're going to go to Judea and Samaria, and you're going to go out to the four corners of the earth. You're going to tell them your story about what you know of me, and what you have loved of me, and the love that you have received from me. And then Jesus ascends. ascends. And what do they do? They stand there watching and standing around. And I love this part. Two angels come to him and say, Hey, what you looking at? Didn't you hear him? Go to Jerusalem. The Holy Spirit's coming. You got work to do. Don't just stand here looking up in the air like a bunch of idiots. And, uh, you know, I, I love the picture of this. They're all standing there, and you know how it is. Have you ever done this on the street? It's kind of fun. People walk along and they're like, what are you looking at? <laughs> and they're standing there. And so instead of witnessing, they're distracting people. <laughs> and they find themselves looking up here, quite frankly, for something that's not there. For something that's gone. And the angels say, yes, Jesus is going to come back that way, but don't stand here looking. 
gawking, wondering, waiting, doing nothing. You've got work to do. Get out there. And so they finally return to Jerusalem and they await the coming of the Holy Spirit. Empowered by that Holy Spirit, these bumbling fishermen and and working class folks, these bumblers who, who don't ever seem to get it right, finally get their voice. We start to hear about that next week when we experience Pentecost. But they finally get their voice and they tell their story. You know, there's a lot that is going, there's a lot of attention. The last couple hundred years, a lot of attention and energy has been placed on what comes after we die. What comes at that point? And, the, and, you know, God bless us, we evangelicals, we've taken up the burden of everyone's soul on ourselves. And we've made that the pinnacle of what it means to follow Christ. And not only that, but we've said to ourselves, we're here to wait and see what happens. And then we start to look to heaven and we wait. And we wait. And we talk about it. And we buy up radio programs and tell everyone when that date's coming. (laughs) And we wait. But Jesus never intended for us to wait. Jesus intended for us to go and bear witness to Jerusalem, to Judea and Samaria and to the four corners of the earth about how wonderful God is, how wonderful life is, how wonderful God's love is in your life, and how transformational that same love can be not only to you, but to the world around you. When we're empowered by God's Holy Spirit, changes happen. Amen? When we're empowered by God's Holy Spirit, we're able to look around and see the beauty and the hope of the Kingdom of God. We're able to say, I know these problems are huge and seem insurmountable. And I know it often feels like the world is just collapsing. But empowered by the Holy Spirit, we can see that it's not. We can see that there are birth pangs. We can see that this is a beginning. And we can see that we have what we need to transform ourselves and to transform the world we live in. Sit right there, sweetie. And I think that's what this text is about. It's about bearing witness to that. I I know I've mentioned this a few times. The my concern over those, those poor folks who were waiting for the end on May 21st, many of which are waiting for the end still on October 21st. And I think, what, an, what a cynical view of the world that the only thing that's left to do is to let God wipe it out. Let God wipe it out. But you know what? We're Noah. 
We're Noah who goes to God and says, wait a minute, you don't want to wipe it all out. There's something worth salvaging here. There's a glimmer of hope, God. And Noah gets his family and everyone in an ark and animals all in the ark. We're Moses who stood before God and said, I know they're crazy. Right? God, there were many times. I love, I love Exodus because the, you know, there are different... At, at Sometimes God is so frustrated with God's people and is ready to just wipe them out. And Moses says, no, no, God. I know they're, I know they're crazy. I know they, they make you nuts. And I know they're stiff-necked and stubborn. But l- let, me give it, let's, let me give it one more try. Okay. Go ahead. And then at other times, it's Moses going, smite them, Lord! Just smite them. <laughs> and God goes, no, 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 no. They'll be okay. <laughs> I love the relationship Moses and God have <laughs> in Exodus. You know, and we're, and we're lot pleading with God for the sake of a hundred faithful people will you spare the city. For the sake of twenty. For the sake of ten. For the sake of one. We're the light in the darkness as we look at the world and we say with the empowerment of the Holy Spirit we see hope. Amen? With the empowerment of the Holy Spirit we see hope. Not only that, but we're willing to embody that hope in the way we live. In the way we tell our story. In the way we reach out with compassion and love to those who need the most compassion and love in their lives. The way we stand up and we say every human being is a child of God. Amen. And worthy of God's love. In the way we stand up and say, we're not ready to go, Lord, not yet. (laughs) There's so many yet to be brought about. There's so many yet to know Your love. There's so many yet to experience what it means to be a part of the family of God. There's so many yet that we have been called to love and we're working at it. This text today calls us to witness, to share our story to one another. And it started with those 12 guys waiting in a room, getting called away from looking up until they spread it to all of us. And we have this city, not Jerusalem, but we have this city who needs to hear our story, who hasn't been hearing it very well, (laughs) but who needs to hear our story. And we have this country not Judea, but we have this country who also needs to know the love and compassion and grace and joy of following and knowing Christ. And who needs to experience and be touched by that love through Christ's followers. Amen? And we have those countries that we don't understand and those countries that uh, we don't have Samaria, but we have those countries that we might even call our enemies. Well, you know what? God has no enemies. God has no enemies. 
They are our charge. And they are our children. They are children of God. Those in Samaria, (laughs) and in fact in Samaria, (laughs) those other places. And we have the whole world to transform. And you know what? Here's my guarantee. And I don't mean to speak like so many others have who have been wrong, but my guarantee is I don't think Jesus, I don't think the world's going to end until we do our job and do it well. We've got a lot more to do. We've got a story to tell. And there's a whole world out there waiting to hear it. Let us pray. Our loving God, sometimes we would just as soon stand and look and wait for You to come back. Sometimes it seems so insurmountable, the the needs of this world, the the daunting task of transforming the world through Your love and through Your Holy Spirit. But now, this day, a day when we remember You, a day when we begin a journey anew, we invite You to empower us to tell our story and to see the world with eyes filled with hope. And let that be our motive and our motivation for moving into the future. Seeing the glorious and wonderful work of Your hands all around us. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen.